Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi, everyone. I'm Rohit from LifeStyleMastery.com. And today I have Brian Bowman, who's a private seller, private label seller with over 10 years of entrepreneurship and e-commerce experience. He's a full-time PPC and conversion rate optimization consultant for companies listing their products on Amazon. He hosts a weekly podcast, Ecom Underground, that is dedicated to helping Amazon sellers increase their traffic, conversions, and profitability of the business. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, can, can you share your journey about how you got into entrepreneurship? I know you used to play calls and, you know, how, how did that uh, lead to entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, um, I, you know, I know a lot of your, a lot of your listeners, they're uh, maybe working um, a job, like a, you know, a nine to five job. And they're kind of wondering, all right, like, how can I, how can I build this thing online? And that's kind of where I started. Also, I was, um, I mean, before, before getting into, I guess the real world, like I tried a lot of different things. I grew up on a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of books on mindset and, 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 and entrepreneurship. I had entrepreneur, both of my parents were entrepreneurs and I always knew like, I'm going to run my own business. I'm, that's what I was meant to do. And, uh, right out of college, I tried college so many times, man. Like I can't even, I, I tried it and I just could not sit still. Like I couldn't do it. Um, and it wasn't, that I was a bad student. I just couldn't focus. And every time I was in there, I was thinking, man, like I know there's something else I want to do. Like, I don't want to do this, whatever this I'm studying. So I tried. Um, and honestly, it didn't go as planned. Like everyone, everyone wants to give you the story about, you know, they, they put it all out there. They had all the mindset and they went out there and they succeeded. And I tried so many different businesses and none of them succeeded. Um, and I think that I actually was probably pretty well equipped uh, at a young age to be able to make it happen. But I tried, it didn't work uh, until I figured out one business that actually was the first one I got to actually turn a profit. Um, and we worked that for two years. It was a document management company, which if you don't know what that is. Uh, it is not very exciting, but basically it's managing records for offices and um, like medical uh, billing agencies and things like that. Um, so we did that and that did, that actually did really well, uh, you know, relatively speaking, considering I had like eight different businesses that completely <laughs> failed and uh, couldn't really find um, anything that worked. And like any good entrepreneur should do <laughs> or would do as soon as, um, as soon as that thing kind of started working, I had another existential sort of crisis. Like, what am I doing now? Mind you, I'm, I'm in my early twenties and you know, it's so interesting. You look back and just like, Oh, you have so much time, like stop stressing out. And, um, but I just didn't know really what I wanted to do. And I knew that wasn't it. So I sold everything and went to go play <laughs> professional golf. Um, so that's, that's how the golf thing came in. I used to play, I used to play amateur golf and I did well. I won tournaments and again, kind of like, I think all entrepreneurs, right. Or I think all people, I don't even think it's entrepreneurs. I think we're, we just have this thing in our, in our heart. That's like, Oh, we want more. And um, we're always chasing it. And I think it's a good thing. We just have to, we have to hone it in. And that's one of the things I've learned over time, but um, yeah, so sold everything, sold the business, sold the car, sold the house, everything we had. I took me and my new bride, we went to California and uh, yeah, played pro golf for, almost five years. 
uh, got injured, had to figure out what I was going to do. And honestly, in my mind, it was like, all right, I tried to do, I tried business. I tried following my dreams. Now I have to do what I'm supposed to do, quote unquote. Um, so I went back, finished my degree. I was actually able to sit down for a couple of years and finish that thing, became a consultant. Uh, and there I was back, uh, I guess, kind of where I started, you know, just kind of talking to you that I was in an office working my tail off, making good money, but hating every minute of it because I just felt like confined and I was back in that same place as a, you know, just a 19 year old that just couldn't sit still. And I knew this wasn't what I wanted to do. And that's where uh, the opportunity came to, um, to double down on, we, we had been doing some e-commerce on the side. I'd actually started my start on Amazon, I guess, or like online, you know, e-commerce was actually flipping textbooks. Um, that was where I started and it was crazy. The margins, like I could find textbooks, but what, what never made sense to me was I could find textbooks on eBay for like five bucks and literally flip them in two days on Amazon for like 50. It was insane. And, um, that was, that was where I first had my taste of realizing that online, not every buyer thinks like you, like not every buyer, certain buyers are comfortable with certain sales channels and certain ways of buying and like certain everyone has their own preferences basically. Um, so I started doing that and then we started selling furniture online actually, but it was always for extra money. It was never a complete, like wasn't a business to, to put food on the table. Um, but right about that time when I was kind of getting frustrated with my life and my job, uh, my wife started getting sick and um, I kind of started seeing the writing on the wall. Uh, you know, I spoke about this uh, at funnel hacking live um, this year and I shared this on stage, you know, it was the first time I've ever shared it in front of, you know, almost 3,500 people. Um, but I talked about kind of my struggle with that. And honestly, at that point, I knew, I knew that my job wasn't going to be able to pay for, for what was coming up. And I knew I had to be home and I had to have the time to, to be there for her. And it was a good decision because, you know, it's seven years later and we're still, we're still in the middle of a fight, but it also ended up being like a huge blessing in disguise because um, it forced me to make a decision. It forced me to go back to what I think is just my roots and what I wanted to really do, be an entrepreneur. So I just doubled down on selling online and we doubled down on our FBA business. Uh, we, had a, we had two brands. One of them was in the camping niche and that one took off. Uh, we actually ended up selling that brand. And um, yeah, and now we're about to launch a new brand. And since then I've uh, created a... Um, a separate business that's to educate sellers and basically save them all the, all the headaches that I went, that I went through. So. Got it. And, and you know, how, how long you've been selling e-commerce, you, you know, it has been seven years since you've been uh, selling on FBA? Yeah. So we, I mean this, the, on FBA, we started three years ago, four years ago. Um, but I mean, I've been, like I said, we, we were always selling online. Like we had our, we had our vintage furniture. We were reselling that. That was, you know, six years ago. And I started kind of understanding eBay and Amazon probably like seven years ago. Yeah. Got it. And, and you know, what, what I've noticed is customers on eBay are, are very different from Amazon FBA and, uh, you know, things are constantly changing on, on Amazon FBA with, you know, uh, FBA, uh, Amazon, you know, uh, taking off reviews from, you know, top selling products and, you know, a lot of uh, new things keep coming on. So, uh, you, you know, uh, you, you, do you want to talk about uh, how did you build your email list and, you know, did you build any sales channels or did you just focus on, 
on uh, creating great products and using Amazon search engine to to you know to sell your products. Yeah. So, I mean, I had kind of a rude awakening. Um, and I think it's something that anyone who's listening, who sells on Amazon is thinking about selling on Amazon is just, you, you know, you have to be aware of this. Um, there is, you know, Amazon is an amazing place to make sales. It's an amazing way to generate cash, but it is not a business. Uh, one of my, one of my early mentors, Dan Kennedy always said a business without a mailing list is not a business. And if you don't have a way to contact your customers to build rapport and to actually have a back end, everyone, if you're going to build a successful company um, and a truly saleable company that actually can be sold at a profit, you have to have a, a way to remarket to your, to your customers on the back end. And if you're not able to do that, you, you truly do not have a business. Um, and it's just a, it's a, it's something that hit me. I mean, it hit me square in the face. Uh, we, we had very successful business on Amazon. It was growing like crazy. Um, and, I just remember it like yesterday, woke up Tuesday morning, I turn on my phone and as always, you know, refresh the Amazon seller app to see, you know, what kind of start we're off to. And, and basically it's always good news, you know, uh, except this morning it wasn't. And my heart sank, you know, my freaking heart's beating out of my chest. And it's the thing that probably every Amazon seller has in the back of their mind that they hope, I hope this doesn't happen is I hope I don't get shut down. Right? Like that's the big fear. And sure enough, it was one listing. We got, I got an email, one listing got shut down, another listing, another listing, another listing, then our whole account. And it turns out it was just, just black hat, you know, competitors. It, it's, I won't talk about it on the show here, but there's a couple of very, very, very easy ways to get, to get your competitor shut down. Um, and you know, they're just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough marketplace. Um, so I, I, I'm not fear mongering and I'm not saying like, Oh, be terrified. I think Amazon's amazing. And in fact, I encourage all of my students and my clients to sell on Amazon, but you have to build that list, that way to communicate with customers in a sales process off Amazon. So for me at that, at that moment, you know, I'm left with, you know, a little over 72,000 in inventory, you know, another, another boatload of products coming overseas, you know, coming, coming, uh, coming into the country. And it's like, I have no way to move it because I have no sales channel anymore. So that's when I really started focusing on creating sales funnels, creating offers and not just trying to push products. Um, and yeah, I'm building and building a list of customers An email list is good. Listen, like you do have to generate leads and nurture those leads till they ultimately become customers. And I believe in that. And that's one of the three pillars of the framework that I teach, but at the end of the day, what you want are customers. Customers are the most valuable thing you have in your business. Um, and without them, you don't have a business. Got it. So, so you know, what, uh, how, how would you build an email list, you know, uh, if you want to build it from scratch? Is it, is it uh, you know, uh, giving your products for free and you know, in return of uh, getting an email uh, address? Well, what is the best strategy? So this is where there's all different types of conflicting thought on this, right? Some people want a volume play, like, let me just get a whole bunch of, of emails. So what do they do? They do a giveaway. And let's say you're, let's say you're in the dog niche and you sell um, dog supplements. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and a whole bunch of different dog products, supplements and leashes and stuff. Okay. Oh, great. And you do a giveaway and you're giving away like iPads and stuff. Like people do this and it's like, what, of course someone's going to sign up to get a free iPad. Why not? But that is no, there's no behavioral indication by them saying, by them raising their hand saying that they own a dog, that they're interested in dog supplements, that they're, they will probably never become a customer. 
because the bait you used was an iPad. Who the heck doesn't want an iPad? Um, so I don't, I don't, I'm not really crazy about having a huge email list. I think it's a vanity metric. What I care about are audiences, traffic, who cares? I want audiences. So an email list is good, but it has to, it, it all depends on the source of where those, where those um, leads came from. So for example, if I got a thousand emails from a, that I bridged over from my fan page that said, you know, that's, I love Labradors. And these are people who were really engaged on that page and now came onto my email list because I did a giveaway of my top five dog products. Like that is a good email to have, even though it's not a customer yet, it's a good email, but an email from running, you know, an ad that says free iPad, you know, join the, we love dogs email list. Like who cares? Like nobody's, that's not a good lead. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about, you know, Facebook messenger marketing, uh, you know, it says that, yeah. uh, you, you know, a lot of marketers are saying that another five years, that's going to be a big marketing channel. Why, why, why uh, do you think, you know, Facebook messenger marketing uh, can, can be a great sales channel? Oh, it, it all comes down. It is the future of marketing. Like, let's just not even say it can be, it might be, it, it is the future of marketing. Um, we've seen it proven in other marketplaces internationally, what the power of messenger, like messaging apps can be. And um, I'm convinced that Zuckerberg will stop at nothing short than making it the internet. Like he, it is the future of marketing. Now, why is it so powerful? Um, as someone who's been a student of marketing for a decade and somebody who's been doing it for, you know, almost as long, um, I can tell you that consumers are changing, right? Buyers are changing and they're, and they're, they're smarter than they've ever been. Um, and they can sniff BS so, so far away. Like it just, you, it's very, very difficult to use kind of the old markety salesy tactics. You need to actually have a relationship. Now here's the deal because they're so sort of cynical, not cynical. I think it's the wrong word. They're so cautious and they're so sort of conditioned to think, oh, okay, this is just an ad and they're going to try to sell me something. And they are so smart about understanding what's happening. That opens the door for more connection. Let me, hopefully it makes sense. So like, because they're, because they understand, like, this is what we see. As soon as you, as soon as you interact in a way that says, I actually give a crap. Like, I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you have to say people very quickly get engaged. Like they actually want to, they, they want to, like people have feelings and they have opinions and they want it. They, they want, they want answers to their, to their problems. They just don't want to be sold and everyone's selling, 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 selling. And where messenger opens up this massive opportunity is it allows you to have a one-to-one communication where I can, I can ask open-ended questions. I can actually provide a custom tailored solution for you so it's the same, it's the same content marketing strategy, you know, results in advance, add value before money ever changes hands. None of that changes. Um, in fact, I did a whole podcast on this, on why messenger bots are the future of marketing, but it's because you're able to have that, that you're able to curate. That's what it is. You're able to curate the content, curate the advice, curate the value that you're giving for that person. And one-to-many push marketing like email is it's still effective but it the future is 
a true like communication with your, with your customers. And the fact that you can automate it all means you can do it at scale. So that's why chatbots are, are hands down the future. And, Sorry. and you can get, you can get their email and you can get their phone number and you can get all the stuff that we want to get anyway and their address and everything else. You can do it through chatbots and you can do it seamlessly and automate it. But as a front end way to start the communication, there's nothing like, there's nothing like messenger right now. Got it. And you know, how can, how can I get my buyers to, you know, opt in uh, to my Facebook messenger list uh, and you know, and what sort of engagement rates uh, can I can I can I look at on my Facebook Messenger? So totally depends on your niche. For example, I have a client, um, one of our one of our intensive clients. We have a program called uh, e-commerce intensive, and it's a sixteen week sort of like boot camp. Um, and one of our, one of my clients, like he has a lead magnet, like the same thing you would normally do, right? Just a regular old lead magnet, but he distributes it distributes it through Messenger. And he's getting leads by just doing a simple um, click to messenger ad. He's getting leads for, I think he's getting leads for like 50 cents a pop right now on average and still getting their email, right? Like later on in the sequence. But that's one example. If you're in the like info space, you're going to pay a lot more, but you're going to pay a lot more for a lead anyway. But keep in mind the quality of this lead. This is somebody who's willing to have a conversation with you on messenger, which is a much more, uh, intimate and, you know, more sort of up, uh, higher touch point, um, higher touch uh, channel than email, right? Right. So to get leads for 50 cents, it's, it's way more valuable than an email, um, in my opinion. And, um, but it's not always the case, right? Like I, I have campaigns that uh, in certain niches, especially like in the info niche, you know, you might be paying two or three bucks a lead, um, which is pretty comparable to email. But again, it's it's a more valuable lead than um, than someone who opted in for an iPad. Got it. So, uh, you know, how, how do I leverage my messenger bots uh, for you know customers customer service or getting payments or you know upselling upselling uh, uh, or cross-selling my other products? Uh, is, is it still possible to automate my bots to do those sort of things? Uh, and, yeah. You know, uh, what, what what are the what are the softwares which you know people would need to use or you recommend? Not not much, man. So uh, my clients right now and my students, we we use ManyChat. That's that's we we used to use ChatFuel, but ManyChat is just it's it has everything ChatFuel has that you need, um, and it's way the interface is just way easier to use. So um, and I think going forward, they're probably going to be the leader. I don't know. That's just an opinion, but um, so we use ManyChat. Uh, one of the things, one of the best things you can do, if you're an on, if you're an, if you are an online business, I don't care what you sell, become militant about tracking. Militant about tracking. There has to be, you know, use UTM codes in everything. Make sure that you're tagging everyone, every behavior, everything they click, everything that sniffs at an interest that your prospect has, tag them. Because the more and it's kind of like it's kind of like installing a Facebook Pixel code, right? Like right. when you first start, you're like, oh, I don't need it. But then six months later, you're like, damn, I wish I would have installed that thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I wish I would have known all those visitors over the last six months. It's the same thing with tagging. Like you might think now, oh, I probably don't need it. Just tag everyone. If they click, if they comment, like no matter what they do, just tag them because you're going you're gonna to wish you had it in six months. Got it. And, uh, you know, uh, my question was, you know, how, how can, can I still use chatbots for, for payments and, for, you know, uh, upselling the products or customer service, uh, you know, do I need to 
create a different list on ManyChat for that? Or is it too complex or, you know? No, no it's, it's all segmentation, man. So like, that's what I'm saying. If you tag everyone. So if, for example, uh, let's say, uh, let's say, let's take the same, the same pet niche. So I know that they've got a Labrador because they, you know, I've tagged them as that. I know that they, they are interested in supplements because they, they shared the issues they've had with supplements. Okay. So I know that they're, they're interested in supplements. I also know um, where they usually go with their dog because along the way I ask them, you know, what kind of, what kind of activities they do with their dog. So I know that they have a Labrador, they're open to supplements and they typically go trail running. So do you think that, do you think we could make a a, a sales funnel out of that? If I knew those things, heck Yeah. yeah. Like I know, I know exactly what to upsell them. I know exactly what to put in as an order bump. I know exactly what to cross sell. Um, because I have, I have a picture of their interests. Like I have a picture of them as an avatar um, and I can, I can sell them accordingly. And then in terms of collecting payment, I mean, you could, you could take them to a funnel, take them to click funnels or something, but with new payment integration, uh, I will say right now, consumers are a little bit not familiar with the process. So it's not as, you know, it's not like, oh, everyone's paying, you know, you, you give them the chance to pay in messenger and everyone's paying. No, it, they're still a little uneasy about it, but I think very soon as more, as more companies introduce it and roll it out and, and, and allow people to pay through messenger, I think consumers will get more familiar with it and more comfortable, like, like anything else. Got it. And you know, uh, what is your process of, for building effective chatbots? Uh, do, do you have any process which makes it simple to create uh, chatbots to, to really work? So it all starts, I mean, if we're talking about cold traffic, um, do you mean cold or warm traffic? I think that's, that's probably the first thing to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Warm, warm traffic, uh, you, you know, who, who coming on to, or to chatbots and, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, how, how, do you, how do you update your bot so that, you know, it's like uh, the next process could be that they could speak to a real person or, you know, uh, it, it could be a simple plan to get them to, you know, uh, buy your product. So do, do you have any process of building such, such an effective chatbot? Yeah. So, I mean, we always incentivize our email. So we always try to bring any, any other list we have, like if we have an email list, we always try to incentivize them to come over to messenger with some kind of offer. Um, and then we, along the way, depending on what they, you know, if, so I guess for customer support, we have, um, the way we set it up in ManyChat, once they, we have a main menu that has customer support. And if they, if they comment a, a word that we don't, that our bot doesn't recognize, it opens up a live conversation. So, so that it flags us. So we know that there's, there's a, there's an issue. Um, but one of the best things you can do with chatbots is have a customer support menu. So as part of your main menu, have customer support with common, with common, like frequently asked questions. So you can try to address you know, the top, you know, 80% of question, you know, every business has that 80, 10 or nine or, you know, 80, 20 or 90, 10. So whatever those top three or four questions are, address them through the main menu, through a sub menu. And if anything else, give them the option to leave an open-ended response, you know, that, that flags a live conversation. So then you can address it. Got it. And you know, how, how about people who, who sell it on Amazon FBA, uh, what are, do you recommend a software like a Shopify or ClickFunnels to uh, to you know diversify the uh, the distribution channels or uh, you know do, do you recommend any any software for them? 
Yeah, hands down. So um, what you're going to want to do as an Amazon seller, you're going to want to uh, you're going to want to start building up your buyer list. So your first transaction, you want to use a funnel, whether it's click funnels. I mean, I, I use click funnels. It's I've tested everything. I've, I mean, I've tested every option out there. The one that we still use as of right now is click funnels for front end conversion. So we want to get our buyers through click funnels, our first time buyers. And then we have our Shopify store where we send our existing buyers to go and, you know, go crazy and buy anything else they want. Cause after someone's made that first transaction, they trust you. They know you actually deliver. They know you actually, you know, are a real company and not a scam. So they're way more, it's just way easier to, to convert a, um, an existing customer. So that's why we can send them to a Shopify store where there's maybe some more distractions. Um, you always want to send new, new prospects when you're going to convert them to a funnel. Cause there's less, there's just less distractions in the way. Oh, interesting. And uh, do, do you have any, any course on uh, e-com underground where people can learn more about uh, your messenger chatbots? Yeah. So I do something a little bit different. Um, I don't do what kind of everyone else does in the industry because I've been in this, I've been, in, I've been a seller and I've also been on the other side where I'm a consultant and I'm, and I'm training students, I'm training clients and, and working with them. So um there's a lot of moving pieces in an e-commerce business. So what we do is instead of trying to sell, you know, one course that's, hey, this is where you learn Facebook or, hey, this is where you learn how to do a funnel. Um, we actually provide a monthly coaching program where you come in and you get all the content you need. You get community, you get the support from everyone in our community and then you get clarity, which I think is the, is the missing piece, right? Everyone, there's plenty of, there's no shortage of content out there. Just go, go Google how to run a Facebook ad. There's a million ways to do it, free, paid, all kinds of stuff. So content, there's no shortage of. Um, communities, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of Facebook communities. But clarity along with that content and community and knowing what the next thing is for you and your business that's a lot harder to come by because that's not information, that's insight. And insight is very, very, very expensive. So we try to make that available to as many sellers as possible, as long as they're serious and legit and actually want to build a profitable business. So um, we do have a program called Ecom Underground Elite. Uh, it is, it's, it opens up several times per year. And um, I think right now we're closed, but you can get on a waiting list. Um, and you can get more information uh, at our website on at ecomunderground.com. Got it. So uh, let's quickly do the top three. What's your favorite business book? Man. Okay. So favorite business book, if good, it's a good question. All right. So many, like I am a, uh, I, I could, I have so many, I read for days. I just love reading. Um, but if you're just starting out, you want mindset, like mindset is the most important thing. So it depends who you are. If you're just starting out, you have to read the classic. And I know you've probably heard of it, but you got to actually pick it up, read it, maybe reread it again. Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Like that's going to that's gonna lay the foundation for you to have the right mindset, no matter what business you do, no matter what obstacles you face, like you'll understand the foundation. And that's, so that would say, that would be the foundation. Now in terms of marketing, oh man, there's so many good ones. Um, just go pick up anything by Jay Abraham and you'll be happy. <laughs> okay. Got it. And uh, you know, if you could go back in time when you started the AFP business, what is the one thing you would have focused on? Uh, building, building a list, high hands down. That's it. That would be, that, that would have, that would have saved me 
I, I can't, I can't put into words. I really cannot. The, just the oh crap moment in my life when everything shut down. And had I had a list, even a small list, even just, even just 500 buyers, but it would have been a list that I could have gone and taken care of and given an amazing offer to so I could have gotten my investment back and not been on the verge of losing it all. Got it. And uh, what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail or Slack? Uh, I got to say at this point, it is still, oh, it's a tough call. Oh man, I'm, I'm geeking out over ManyChat right now, you know? Okay. So I got to say right now, I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I'd have to say ManyChat. I think that if you're going to pick one thing to really start understanding the potential of, take, you know, 30 minutes every day to just poke around ManyChat and understand like what, what it's, what's possible. Got it. And, uh, you know, what's the best way people can reach out to you know more about Ecom Underground? Yeah, so you can go to the site and uh, if you go to Ecom Underground, it's with one M, ecomunderground.com. Uh, you can learn about the podcast. Uh, it's Marketing for E-Commerce is the name of the podcast. And it's just, it's that. It's all, it's all marketing talk for e-commerce. Uh, we also have a free community, but you get all the details there at the website. And you can also just go to my Facebook page if you'd like. You can message me. Um, I don't, obviously I have a bot. <laughs> His name is Hopkins. And um, he, uh, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, if you, if you have any questions, um, you can ask there. But I, I would say the best thing is go to ecomunderground.com. Go join our Facebook group, our free Facebook group, Marketing for E-commerce. Listen to the podcast and um, yeah, just start asking questions. All right, Brian. Thank you very much for coming on to the show, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.